welcome to the Love Your Life Project, a gentle guide to living a wholehearted, meaningful life. In these trying times, listen to stories, poems, musings, mystical wisdom to inspire you, bringing a little more light to your day. I'm Anuramana. Greetings, dear friends. Thanks for joining me today. You know, as we're approaching Valentine's Day, that day's on the calendar that's so freighted with expectations around love, I thought it might be helpful to look at self-love. Of course, love comes in all forms. In truth, it's the foundation, it's the very essence of all life. But on this human journey, we encounter it in many different flavors. Love for lovers, family, nature, animals, birds, etc. And they are all wonderful reflections. They're like small tastes of that great love from which we have come. And for most of us, it's a long journey, maybe a lifetime, to return to that enormity of love without condition, our true nature, to come home to our eternal self. And there can be many steps along the way, twists and turns. So I thought I'd offer a series, say three or four episodes, addressing and exploring this passage that we're all on. So, a little background, our true belonging, our home, so to speak, is love itself, is that exquisite light that radiates peace, joy, harmony, it's consciousness, existence itself, and when we, courageous souls that we are, embark on this human journey, We emerge from that warm womb of pure existence into a human womb, that of your mother. Being born, emerging from that cocoon into this world of multi-sensory input and duality, it can be traumatic. And as we've come here to learn, to evolve, to flower, we take on the trials and challenges of this life as well as its joys, of course. And the ego, it's formed as a protection, as a shield against the vagaries of life. And it can serve as well as it numbs the edges of things that are just too hard to bear in the moment. But you have to remember that we enter this world wide open. We are innocence itself, and so it can feel like a hammering, when we're asked to navigate these challenging places, this difficult territory that visits us all, I think. I don't think anyone escapes the difficulties in life. It's part of the package of being human. And of course, the gift of anesthetizing ourselves, the gift of that ego, is a double-edged sword because it 
It stifles our ability to really feel things. Sometimes I think that learning to feel, to really feel, can be one of the greatest teachings possible in this life. When we live from the ego, we can feel half alive, cut off from a lot of our own heart. So it's a, you know, it's a compromised position. And it's a journey of many shades and contours back to self-love, if we're willing to and able to open our heart to our past traumas, to allow the heart to break open and embrace those historic pains, or even the present pain, as it's just a guide guiding us back to the origin of the, the particular pain and where it started. So it's a journey first to heal our wounds and to eventually become whole again. You know, that's where the word healing comes from. It's related to this idea of making whole, healing the past. And so for a long time, most of us usually look for that love out there. And certainly human love and lovers can be enormously wonderful. But they're really just previews of that immense belonging and wholeness that is our birthright. And so I want to start today with that journey back to wholeness, back to true love, to offer reminders of the beauty of your particular being, your unique expression of love in human form. So here's a beautiful quote from Buddha, actually. And if you can, please take a moment and really drink this in. You can search throughout the entire universe for someone who is more deserving of your love and affection than you are yourself. You can search throughout the entire universe for someone who's more deserving of your love and affection than you are yourself. And that person is not to be found anywhere. You, yourself, as much as anybody, in the entire universe deserve your love and affection. You yourself, as much as anybody, deserve your love and affection. You might remember that old country song, looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> well, I don't think any place, you know, that we long for and seek out love can be wrong. But it can teach us something. When that love we may have found starts to show some wear and tear, some conflict or issue, we can remember that the longing for love was just a hint, a gossamer thread leading us back step by step to the true longing, the true longing for our own heart for that one heart of love that excludes nothing and welcomes and holds all. So the following poem talks about this. It's, it's quite well known, actually, written by the poet Derek Walcott. He usually wrote long, epic poems. 
But this short one seems to be the one that he's most remembered for. And I think it's worth noting that he was awarded the Nobel Prize for Poetry. And it's called Love After Love. The time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit, feast on your life. I just love those lines about loving the stranger, loving again the stranger who was your own self, giving your heart back to yourself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another who knows you by heart, your own self. How incredibly beautiful, what a wonderful reunion, what a welcome home. So perhaps some of you are familiar with the Irish mystic philosopher John O'Donoghue. Like many others before him and even now, he said, that you really can't love another person fully until you're doing the beautiful and difficult spiritual work of loving yourself. He too speaks of this vast fountain of love within us. All the love and more you could ever want already lives inside your own self. It's amazing, amazing even just to contemplate, but it's where the true treasure resides. And it's even more extraordinary when you can feel that, when you actually feel that everything you've ever longed for, all of that love was in your own heart, in your own being all the time. But it can take a while to get there as we've been so conditioned to look for it in the external. So. Meanwhile, how about the wonderful reminders of love from our cherished animal friends? <laughs> I adore this Mary Oliver poem. It's just for its delightful expression of doggy adoration. And it's called The Sweetness of Dogs. And I'll just say Mary Oliver's dog, when she wrote this poem, was called Percy. The sweetness of dogs. What do you say, Percy? I'm thinking of sitting out on the sand to watch the moon rise. It's full tonight. So we go and the moon rises. So beautiful it makes me shudder. 
makes me think about time and space, makes me take measure of myself, one iota pondering heaven. Thus we sit, myself thinking how grateful I am for the moon's perfect beauty and also, oh, how rich it is to love the world. Percy, meanwhile, leans against me and gazes up into my face as though I were just as wonderful as the perfect moon, as though I were just as wonderful as the perfect moon, which, of course, she is, was, you are. We're all as wonderful as the perfect moon and more because the moon is part of that exquisite, expansive love also. And I can say on my own journey towards integrating that love inside and living from that vast store, I spent, oh, 20 years learning to fold back into my heart all those old wounds I'd been lugging around for decades. And it was really helpful to have the guidance of my teacher, Deva, to navigate those tricky, sticky places that were hard to open to and love. And the heart kept breaking open wider and wider. And of course, I was given many wonderful reflections of love along the way. And I have to say that Bowie, my cat, you know, who I lived with for seven years, taught me so much about opening my heart, about love and loving allowing myself to be loved and also feeling free to be loving. You know, there's often a part of us, not everyone, but some of us tend to give ourselves away in love relationships because we're so hungry for love. And it always makes me think of that wonderful quote by Nula Ofuelan, who spoke of endless charities with ourselves as donations endless charities with ourselves as donation. (laughs) Something to think about, folks. (laughs) So I'm wondering this Valentine's Day if you might write yourself a love note, a card specially chosen for you with some words of love or encouragement or praise from your heart to your own beautiful being. What would you like to say? What would you like to hear? Why wait for someone else to give you the love that you already have inside you? So I leave you now with this final poem as potential inspiration, maybe. It's by Susanna Thienon, and it's called Marrying Myself. Actually, sorry, it's called Nuptial Song, but it is about marrying herself. (laughs) I got married. I got married to myself. I said yes, a yes that took years to arrive, years of unspeakable suffering, crying with the rain, locking myself up in my room, because I, the great love of my existence, was not calling myself up, was not rising to myself, was not visiting myself. 
And sometimes when I dared to call myself to say, hello, am I okay? I would deny myself. I even managed to write my name in a list of bores I did not really want to join because they babbled too much, because they'd not leave me alone, because they'd fence me in, because I could not stand them. At the end, I did not even pretend when I needed myself. I intimated to myself nicely that I was fed up. And once I stopped calling myself and stopped calling myself and so much time went by that I missed myself. So I said, how long has it been since my last call? Ages, must have been ages. And I called myself up and I answered and could not believe it because even if it seems incredible, I had not healed. I had only shed blood. Then I told myself, hello, is it me? It's me, I told myself and added, such a long time, no see, me from myself, myself from me. Do I want to come home? Yes, I said. And we got together again, peacefully. I felt good together with myself, just like me. I felt good together with myself. And so from one day to the next, I got married and I got married and I'm together and not even death can separate me. Not even death can separate me. So would you marry yourself for better or worse, for richer, for poorer, for eternity? Think about it, the ultimate wedding. And lots of love to you in this month dedicated to love, which is every month, or it should be, which is every moment, which is right now. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with others. And if you'd like to hear more, you can find me on my website, anaramana.com. And also on there is a link to become a member of my Patreon family, where for a donation, I offer additional gifts and bonuses, like guided meditations and private Zoom calls. Much love to you. Till next time.